0: helping you win in any
1: marketplace, helping you avoid commission based advice, making you more street smart as a consumer out there here on the consumer quarterback show. Thanks for hanging out with us, spending some time. We greatly appreciate those uh, of listeners that are following us online Uh, on our YouTube channel. By the way, we've got over 1200 videos and we're very close to getting monetized. So if you could go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, that would be a great, great thing to do and really help us out. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, If you would subscribe on YouTube, to the Consumer Quarterback Show. By the way, you can search over 80 different categories of consumer advocate content and advice there on the website, uh, also consumerqb.com and on YouTube. And you can simply type in uh, you know, any type of uh, law uh, estate planning tax planning home services self-defense i mean we've got it up there and, and you can definitely benefit from that and we set up the show about nine years ago to be a consumer advocate so you can uh, understand these buying decisions and we interview all types of great expert contributors on the program just as today we got a great lineup for you also uh, later on the program shane sokash he's going to be uh, on the phones with us david reynolds jewelry and coin he talks about alternative investment opportunities precious metals and uh, gold and coins as well as attorney Karmika Rubin Uh, is going to be in studio here. Law offices of KV Rubin, uh, PA, as well as John Long in studio, United States Institute Against Human Trafficking in studio as well. Going to talk about his uh, relationship with the NFL, new relationship that they struck up. And that's our feel good story of the day as well as the NFL hosting community events to celebrate start of season and our feel good story of the day. Let's give a quick shout out to veteran gutters, Brandon Porter and his team over at Veteran. Veteran Gutters, American-made product. He's a veteran of our great country. Please support the local economy by supporting these local area businesses that we talk about and interview here on the program. Uh, Veteran Gutters, Brandon Porter, they do such a great job here in Tampa Bay. Now, we always like to feature our real estate listings. My wife, Lindsay, and I own a top-ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. We rank in the top 1% of all realtors in Tampa Bay, 25,000-plus realtors. We're in the top 1%. So we'd love to talk to you about your real estate deals if you're buying, selling, or investing. And we feature our listings on air as well. 4125 West Nassau Street in Tampa. This is a great investor opportunity. If you're thinking about investing in real estate, uh, well, here you go. This is a great start to your portfolio. 4125 West Nassau Street. This property is completely renovated, updated, all the best uh, materials uh, in it. Basically a brand new reconstruction home uh, here in 2021. 1,600 plus square feet, three bedrooms, two and a half bath and it's a great location close to the international mall close to the airport in that west shore district this would be a great airbnb property and you could rent that out and make a lot of money granite countertops updated stainless steel appliances brand new ac plumbing and electric brand new property basically right here in tampa bay 4125 west nassau street one of our 45 plus listings that we've got check out our website platinummvpteam.kw.com that's platinum nammvpteam.kw.com
2: All
1: right, John Long in the house, United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. Welcome back.
3: Thank you, man. Good afternoon.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks for coming in. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. you got your five, celebrating five years now, United States Institute Against Human Trafficking.
3: Yeah, who would have thought this little uh, nonprofit organization would be around uh, four or five years? Uh, We started uh, just out of a need uh, here in the Tampa Bay area. Human trafficking is something that's growing through our country. It's growing uh, uh, here in the state of Florida. We are the third largest state in the nation for human trafficking. Wow. Uh, and so our, our little organization was birthed out of a need to, to raise awareness. Uh, we do a lot of trainings that we've trained over 2,000 law enforcement officers. Uh, we just did training last month where we trained a, a thousand guardian metal items. Uh, and so we 're just really trying to raise awareness uh, of what human trafficking looks like, how to identify what do you do if you know somebody who may be a victim of trafficking, and then on the other side, we also provide victim services uh, here in central Florida area. Uh, we operate one of the uh, a safe home dedicated to boy victims of trafficking, which is often uh, a population we don't talk about. When we right. think about trafficking, we usually think about women. Uh, we think about that movie Taken. You know, we think of all these things, and the boys not necessarily always included in that conversation. Yeah. And because of that, uh, five years ago, they started the first safe home for boys. And to our knowledge, we're still the only boys home in the nation that serves that population. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it seems, you know, there's, there's so many, you know,
1: just wicked people out there, man. And, and now with the Internet and just the, these big, you know, we talked about in previous episodes and interviews where, you know, these big events come into town, to football games, whatever it might be, it just draws those types of people. And it really opens up that market uh, even more for, I guess, that short-term period, maybe close mm-hmm. to the stadium, for example. Sure. Is,
3: is that what you're seeing? Oh, absolutely. Anytime there's a big event. Uh, the Super Bowl, obviously, is, is one that we focus on a lot. Uh, any kind of convention. Uh, anything that draws a crowd of people draws more trafficking victims into that area because they know uh, traffickers can bring them into this area. Uh, People will pay uh, to to be with them. And then they just kind of move around through the nation following these big events.
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's sad. And, you know, that that underserved uh, demographic you mentioned of little boys. I mean, just imagine how, you know, nasty some of these, these perpetrators are, man, these perps, you know, I just, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad yeah we,
3: we hear stories from all over the country. Oftentimes, again, we think trafficking is a, is an international problem. It's not a domestic problem. Right. But it really is happening in our backyards. We have boys that have been trafficked since they were four years old. Wow. Uh, being moved around our country and sold over and over again. Mm. Uh, on average, these kids are being sold 10 to 15 times every every day against their will wow. uh, to citizens of the United States this is you know domestic kids being sold to domestic Typically, men.
1: Yeah, and and the southern border being open uh, for you know the first seven eight months of this new presidency hasn't helped either. What what's the, what's the latest? What are you hearing there?
3: Oh, there's a huge influx of, of numbers. I think last time we were here, we discussed there was like two hundred thousand people that came across that border. Twenty thousand of those being minors. Yeah, and now with an uprising in Afghanistan and people really uh, ex- ex- exiting there. Yeah, uh, you know, there's been some. They found some cases where forced marriage was was something that they're finding with people that are are escaping Afghanistan. Wow. So we've got little girls and little boys that are being forced to marry these men. Mm. Um, and that's that's a, a, an element of human trafficking is right. forced marriage.
1: Yeah. Forced marriage—it's an easier uh, per se than than carrying uh, you know X amount of pounds or, or weight of uh, you know marijuana or cocaine. I mean, they're going to be able to smuggle human beings, and then they're going to just play it off in the backseat. Oh yeah, so that's so and so. Or they act like they cousin. don't speak the language right. or something. Yeah,
3: yeah. That, and it's a renewable source. They can sell somebody and over and over again. Yeah. If you're selling drugs and you sell a kilo of something, you've got to go find another kilo. Right. But if you're selling a human being, you can sell that human over and over and over again.
1: Man, what a, what a crazy scenario! So the good that you guys are doing, I mean, it needs to be amplified and, and just really shown to more and more people. Uh, that's why we love having you on the program here. U S I A H T. So United States Institute Against Human Trafficking uh, org is the website. You can find it online. Uh, what are you What are you looking for out there? What What can people do? I mean, we've got so many awesome listeners. I mean, I get calls every week of people reaching out to the show, you know, thanking us for doing doing what we're doing and you know, listing properties, supporting the local economy is one of the key things that that our listeners do. But in this situation, you know, how can folks help uh, you at the uh, U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking?
3: Well, we're, we're a non-profit organization. We depend heavily on, on churches and individuals who support us. Uh, but on our website, there's a, a training portal where people can go on and they can get training. Uh, parents can be trained on, on how to make sure their kids are, are not going to fall victim. Uh, medical professionals, law enforcement. So there's a training portal in there. And we believe the only way we'll ever get rid of human trafficking is to educate the community. And in addition to that, on our website is our gala. Uh, But this is, again, our five-year celebration where people can sponsor it. We're looking for businesses or organizations that want to get behind us and help sponsor. Uh, People can become table hosts. But it's just a way to get together uh, to celebrate what we've done in the last five years, to raise awareness and just share. Uh, It it really is just going to be a sharing of the stories of the things that we've done uh, through the last five years.
1: Yeah. When's your gala?
3: Oh, good question. Uh, October 8th. October eighth, October eighth, and it'll be at Idlewild uh, Church, um, and it is at six o'clock. Idlewild Church, six
1: o'clock, yep. very cool. And now, you can register can on our
3: website. Uh, you have to show up or register. Yep. Yeah. yep, need to register before going. Uh, just just so we have that that head count. And uh, again, it's just a way to get together and really share what we've been doing in depth. Uh, and, and to raise awareness and support.
1: Yeah. We're talking with John Long here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. He is the executive director, U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And, yeah, so the, the the border's open. You know, we have a relationship, a longtime friend of the program, uh, Thomas King, Florida Firearms Academy. And he talks a lot about also where, uh, you know, law enforcement comes in off after hours, off the clock, et cetera. And, you know, you hear you, – you see a little bit of stuff on the news, a little, little bit here and there about, you know, What's what's going on? But when you actually have your ear to the ground, so to speak, you're hmm. talking to sheriff deputies, you're talking to you know police or former military. You actually get a, a little bit better of a scenario play out breakdown in terms of you know what's actually happening. Uh, you know when it comes to human trafficking. Gang activity, uh, break-ins. You know, people literally kicking down doors, and you might not hear about it mm-hmm. because you didn't have happen to be turned on the news that day. But there's a lot of crime that happens. You know, outside of what people actually think happens, right? There's a perception and there's a reality. Sure. So go through some of the numbers for me. What I mean, it,
3: there's staggering numbers. It's a it's a huge industry. It's a, it's over a hundred fifty billion dollar industry. And you're right, we don't typically hear about it. It doesn't always sell. It's it's not pretty. It's not romantic to talk about. You know, we want to focus. On, on entertainment, we want to focus on. We're more worried about you know who wore what to a, a dinner yeah. than uh, the hundred thousand kids that are being sold for sex. Just the United States, yeah. so somewhere between hundred thousand to three hundred thousand kids being sold for sex every year, just within our country. Uh, there's forty million people caught up in human trafficking right now. There's more people. Uh, they call wow. it modern day slavery, and this is yeah. there's more people entrapped in this slavery than any other time in our country. Wow. So the, the numbers are out there. Uh, it's growing. It'll slowly take over the drug trade because. It it is a renewable source, yeah. Uh, and again, these people are just being sold over and over again, wow. uh, within our country. In fact, you know, it's it's been found in every fifty, in all fifty states. I just got a call from Hawaii. Uh, where they've rescued a kid, and, and now we're working to get a kid from Hawaii over to our safe house. Wow. So it is everywhere, big city, small city, rural, uh, and it just, we need to raise awareness.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, hopefully our listeners can uh, go to our YouTube channel, like and share this video. There's going to be a video on YouTube. Something simple you can do to help out is like and share uh, this video with John Long, U- U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking uh, here on the program. And yeah, it's it's really amazing, too, when you think, and, and of course, you know, early 20s, people are still figuring stuff out, going through the 30s you know you can start getting your 40s and 50s it's it's really time to start thinking about what really matters right i think more and more people hopefully are doing that but like you said you know they're, they're more worried about in a lot of cases their vacation plans or their fantasy football picks or these types of things mm-hmm. than these real life matters and, and being you know a good citizen. In some cases, people should really be engaged more and tuning in. And you know, wh- how many uh, pol-
3: politicians are behind you and, and are actually helping with this? We found a lot of support locally, uh, on a state level as well as a federal level. We also have an employee that works uh, full time in D.C. Yeah. Uh, trying to help with legislation. You can actually go to our website, and on our website we have. Um, a scorecard for senators, your local senator, Mm. uh, your local representatives, and how they have voted in reference to things that are influenced human trafficking. Great. Uh, So we've we've got some some people that are local who have a score of F because they've done nothing to raise awareness about trafficking. They voted against things or just was an absentee vote. Uh, They weren't there. And we have some people that have gotten A's. And so you can go there and you can see who your local representative is and how they did.
1: Wow, that's great. That's a good service that you provide.
3: Yeah, we, we again, we just want to raise awareness, and we really want to push, uh, you know, legislation for survivors. We want to protect the survivor. These aren't criminals. Uh, there's still people that use the word juvenile prostitution uh, in, in reference to kids being sold. They think these kids are willing participants. We yeah. want to change that narrative. We want to change that conversation to make sure that these individuals aren't being sent to jail. Typically, if, if a woman is arrested for prostitution, she's going to jail. Yeah. But the buyer typically does never. He never goes to jail. She's. Uh, he's typically will receive community service, uh, and that's it. Wow. Uh, so we want to we want to change that. And to strengthen that. Uh, yeah, we we need to change that, and and even locally, they're supposed to be fined if you, if you're caught paying for sex. There's a fine up to five thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, and typically, when somebody gets arrested, they may pay a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, and so just really pushing, because that money goes towards uh, victim services.
1: Yeah, that money needs to go right to, back it's to help. It's supposed to go.
3: And, and if you go to ABC News, it's actually investigating right now to figure out where that money is going. Right. Uh, and make sure that it is going back to the, uh, serve, serve the victim. Well,
1: that's good. Hopefully, they are investigating. I know out in California, kind of crazy stuff out there is... Uh, Governor Newsom either voted for it or, or they're just in the process of decriminalizing some of the pedophilia stuff. It's, it's Isn't bananas. It? I mean, it's bananas. nuts. It's yeah. nuts. We got to let you go, John. We're yes. out of time here. United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. And uh, all the good work you're doing out there. And, and uh, yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully people are resonating. You know, hopefully people will be reaching yeah. out. dot org, United States Institute Against Human Trafficking. John Long, Executive Director. And we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Attorney Carmika Rubin in the house. We've got some good stuff going on. We're going to talk about landlords and tenant law. And also her uh, up-and-coming uh, webinar that she's got coming up, Zoominar, as well. We've got a new term now. It's called Zoominar these days, right? All right, coming up, we'll be having more from our expert contributors. Plus, our feel-good story of the day. Uh, NFL hosting community events to celebrate start of season. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information go to ConsumerQB.com
0: To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372 online at ConsumerQB.com online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer
1: Quarterback Show Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, always helping you win in your real estate deals, buying, selling, or investing. Uh, Work with the top 1% ranked real estate team. We're going to help you win your buy side opportunities, and we're also going to help you sell and profit more uh, for more money here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So we got some properties here in Tampa Bay, 6513 County Line Road. This is out in East Hillsborough County, Plant City area. Great opportunity. To build your dream home on 4.8 acres of land that backs up to English Creek Preserve, you got natural springs located on the property as well. Sixty-five thirteen South County Line Road in beautiful Plant City, Florida. A great vacant land property that we have. By the way, we've got about fifteen to twenty other vacant parcels of land ranging from eighty-four acres out in East Hillsborough County uh, to lots that we've got in Palm Harbor. uh, Land that you can build on, build commercial and residential opportunities here. In beautiful tampa bay uh, plus uh, let's see we got another property 909 15th avenue southwest in largo this is a great home for another uh, either live in it uh, or rent it out since it's such a strong rental market uh, this property has solar panels on the roof as well so you're going to have a new roof with 17 solar panels 909 15th avenue southwest in largo 1300 plus square feet two bedroom one bath great opportunity here in beautiful tampa bay you can see all of our listings at platinum All right, we got Carmika Rubin in the house. Attorney Carmika Rubin, that is. Yes, Welcome back. good
4: afternoon. Glad to be here with you today.
1: Excellent. Yeah, thanks for coming in. So we talk a little bit about real estate today. We're going to talk about landlords and tenants.
4: Yes. Now, you know what? This is so exciting because a lot of times when we go about our daily business, having people come in and out of our residences, we don't even know what to really call those people. So this is going to be very intriguing.
1: Yeah, I like it. And you got a Zoominar coming up as well. Talk about landlords and tenants uh, so it's an interesting relationship uh, when you're when you're renting your domicile or your home right it's a you know you, you have certain laws that are protecting you you got certain laws protecting the landlord and a lot of misconceptions out there
4: oh it's, it's a ton it's a ton and and everyone uses even our law enforcement god bless them they also use the word eviction Yep. And when you're using the word eviction, that's the most commonly used word, just like a Kleenex or, you know, yep. uh, Clorox. But when you're using it, you have to be careful because in the legal in the legal system, it triggers a certain type of definition. Okay. So eviction only occurs between a landlord and a tenant. Okay. So if you're not a tenant, you cannot be evicted.
1: So what do you call it when a mortgage... When it's a mortgage, when the bank is, you know, when the bank's involved, is that different?
4: Oh, it's way different. So once the bank has gained a foreclosure judgment, they have to go and get a writ of possession if the owner is still living in the property. But if the owner had tenants, now you do the writ of possession. Now you can go for the eviction. And that's only if that person was deemed A tenant.
1: Mm, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you know, this reminds me also back in the, the, you know, a lot of times we talk about the mortgage meltdown, the 08, 09 crisis, Mm -hmm. and you had all these, these, a lot of times unscrupulous loan modification companies coming out of the woodwork. Remember that? Oh, I do. So you probably know where I'm going with this, right? So they would come in and they would say, oh, well, you know, if your home's in short sale, uh, just give us $1,000 a month or more. I've seen it in lots of more. And they have these contracts put together where, you know, oh, well, you need to move out though. You go ahead and move out and then we're going to rent your property. It's going to pay the legal fees. Like there's all these different scams. So basically, instead of that person being able to live there and, you know, maybe who knows, rent rent free for six months, a year or more, you know, you got these companies telling people. Nope, nope. You got to move out, but we're going to move somebody in there, and we're going to make income off of your your property. That's in essence upside down or in a pro, in a short sale situation.
4: Oh yeah, and and it was extremely popular. I actually had a couple of investors yep. <laughs> who had that particular agenda, and they would retain our law office to fight the foreclosure. Although technically, our client is the homeowner, right? And they would um, bring in a tenant to lease out the property. Now, believe it or not, whether a tenant be became uh, a person of interest because of the foreclosure, or if they were already in that property and they realized, oh my gosh, this is a foreclosure property, right. it's still legal.
1: Yeah, they would a lot of times realize it after the fact, right? Oh, yeah, this is a great rental because it's always been, you know, we talk about low inventory here in Tampa Bay, like we've been fighting low inventory for a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really has been kind of hard and difficult for people to find exactly what they want, three bedroom, two bath, wherever, part of town. You know, even back then, there was still somewhat of a shortage of good places to rent and live.
4: Oh, yeah, and it was. And, you know, what happens is once you're in that particular home and if you discover... As a tenant, if you discover that a foreclosure is in place, you do not have a, a, a right to breach your contract right. because it's two different contracts. Right. You have the contract, and, and that's why I want to really key in to the listeners is that a tenant is a person who has a contract, whether it's verbal or written, mm. to pay a, a certain amount of money yep. periodically and with certain terms and conditions. So it's very key to understand if you are a tenant, if you're not a tenant, and back then, and even now, if you discover your landlord their properties in foreclosure, you cannot breach that lease because they're going through financial challenges.
1: Right. Yeah. And you, you hit on a great point. Uh, by the way, if you just joined us, we're talking with attorney Karmika Rubin uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. She's offices on Second Avenue in St. Petersburg. Uh, but, you know, you brought up a great point too: verbal versus written. A mm-hmm. lot of times people don't realize they don't understand that, you know, if they verbally have an agreement that can still be held up in court.
4: Oh, most definitely, most definitely. A lot of times, you see that in more scenarios where it's a month-to-month tenancy. Yes. Whether it's every two weeks, whether it's um, every month you pay, which allows both parties to exit with typically a very short amount of notice. You can exit that particular agreement that's verbal. Right. And and you can have a verbal lease. It's better to have a written lease yep. because if there's you know repairs that are needed, right. Who's going to do what all of the obligations are in writing, but a verbal lease, oh yeah, is held up in court frequently.
1: Yeah, in writing. I want to when we come, we got to take a quick break. But when I come back, I want to you know talk to you about some of the industry norms, like what you're seeing. Also, uh, with the foreclosure uh, moratorium, then that was affecting there, and then also landlord tenants. You know, there was a moratorium there as well. Uh, you know, how you were seeing that. By the way, that was our number one video for the last year on YouTube. The individual video that got the most views and hits was um, it was something deemed as a question, like how does the moratorium affected uh, affect me? The real estate moratorium affect me? But yeah, it was our number one video. So check out our YouTube channel. We'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. More on the flip side here with Carmika Rubin, attorney Carmika Rubin here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Make sure you check out consumerqb.com.
0: listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back.
1: Thanks for hanging out with us here on The Consumer Quarterback Show. We greatly appreciate those that support our local area expert contributors on the program. Uh, we bring on all types of different uh, attorneys, CPAs, financial Advisors, home services, self-defense experts, uh, all types of great programs and and companies associated with the show. And it's up to you to help support us and support the show by uh, reaching out to the hotline. You can call our hotline anytime and ConsumerQB.com as well. You can see links there to our expert contributors on the website at ConsumerQB.com. And the hotline number is 813-750-0550. Call or text that hotline, 813-750-0550. Call or text. It's an off-air number and uh, we'd like to feature our real estate listings got a hot property here down in bel-air 117 14th street in bel-air florida this is close to the water literally walking over to the beach and enjoying the sugar sand beaches and dolphin filled waters 117 14th street in bel-air beautiful property here four bedrooms three bath 2776 square feet on a double lot with a pool private pool gourmet kitchen jetted air bathtub temperature controlled wine closet covered lanai and again just minutes walk to the beaches in beautiful Tampa Bay. You can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com.
0: This is God's country.
1: All right. We got attorney Carmika Rubin in the house having a fun conversation about real estate, real estate law, foreclosure moratoriums, evictions, and all that good stuff. Now, uh, let's, I want to go back to that. We kind of hit the break right before the break. We were talking about, you know, the different types of foreclosure and there was a moratorium that was set forth. Federal government stepped in and they kind of overstepped too. They got their hands slapped, right? By the CDC trying to go through the CDC saying, Hey, no, 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 we're not going to allow these foreclosures to happen. But on the flip side of that is you got these people that have invested money over the years. They've got four, five, six, ten, twelve different properties. That's their income. That's how they make their living. So it's really a touchy issue, isn't it?
4: Oh my gosh, it is. And and you're so on point. We, you know, there there's two sides to the coin. One, you do have people who are living in the residence, and there is a pandemic. What do we do? Oh my goodness, you know. And not all of them was in financial hardship. Yes, not everyone. But then you turn around. And you have these landowners who are investors or maybe, you know, they have a mortgage on that property. And, and now they're like, well, what do we do? Yes. Because you're putting us in a financial hardship and you want us to cover you yep. while you are experiencing what you may or may not be uh, actually in, which is a financial hardship. Yep. Uh And and it's tricky because what do you do as a homeowner? You know, you don't want them on the streets, especially if you know you're watching what they're doing coming in and out of the home. And you're like, I see them spending their income, their revenue on other items, but they believe they have a right to live free. And that was not the purpose of the moratorium. It wasn't so you can live rent free. It was to help you in a time of a pandemic when people were genuinely losing their jobs, genuinely not able to go to work because of, you know, the pandemic, and they were really, really affected.
1: Yeah. And, and my question also is on the flip side, with a lot of the big lenders, the big banks, you know, I don't have to go down the different names here. You know who they are. Did the big banks extend that same courtesy to their Uh huh. <laughs> You know so, what I mean? So, so here we are. You got one side saying, no, "No, no, you got these people that are renting. No, 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 you can't collect from them right now." But what about the big boys collecting from the medium-sized to small boys, right?
4: And you know that's interesting because it depends on which one, right? And there were there were a number especially in the courts who will come and say, well, your honor, we are not moving forward in this foreclosure lawsuit because of the moratorium. Yeah. We will come back. And you will hear some judges is like, well, we don't think it's going to be renewed. So we're going to set this for another court date anyway. So, because they have pressure to keep that backlog, no longer back yes. log to keep the cases moving in the court system. So there is pressure all the way around, but to answer the main question, You did see some. Right. And you had to apply and they would give you a forbearance. Mm -hmm. And forbearance says whatever amount you owe, we're just going to tack it on to the end of your loan. Mm -hmm. But you have to say, where am I now in the process? Because they're not going to tack it, you know, tack it back onto the back of your loan if you're already in a foreclosure lawsuit. Mm hmm. That foreclosure lawsuit is not going to be just automatically dismissed, they gotta do something there, but for those who are pre-foreclosure status, Check with the lender. See if they have any programs that yep. they can offer you. But forbearance, it was hot, especially for those federally backed loans.
1: Right. And a lot of it depends on which it was, a Freddie, Fannie, uh, what type of loan, USDA, sometimes in rural areas. So you got to check with the servicer, find out what their programs are. And, and some of them, they were saying, yeah, we'll give you 90 days. But at the end of those 90 days, those those monies have still accrued. So in other words, you're still paying your principal and interest, but just not at 30 days at 60 days and 90 days. You're paying it all at the 90 days or 120 days. So that's what threw a lot of people off too.
4: Exactly. And you have to communicate with the lender. You have to let them know what is going on. And then you have to literally um, keep them informed Yeah, because you tell them once, it doesn't mean you're on a free ride for six months, nine months, a year later. You may have to do that, come back to us every three months. Because remember, the purpose is for those who were hit hard by the pandemic. And we know, yeah. uh, you know, there are some scenarios when it's like, well, you offered, we're going to accept that that assistance. But um, for private lenders, they didn't have to follow that because it's private money. It's not government backed money.
1: Right. That's a good point, too. Lots of different things to consider when it comes to uh, the foreclosures, the single-family residence, the landlord-tenant's laws. Uh, we're talking with Attorney Carmika Rubin here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, and I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. Uh, she's got offices in St. Petersburg, 2nd Avenue Northeast in St. Petersburg, uh, online at Rubenslaw.com. Rubenslaw.com R-U-B-I-N-S, Law. Got a Zoominar coming up.
4: Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. So we we host what I have uh, put the title as Zoominars, where we bring in anyone from the public. You just register online, as you just mentioned, and you have a private, semi-private dialogue with myself. A licensed attorney in the state of Florida, and we cover the issues and we cover your questions. And if you are an investor, if you are a homeowner, if you are a landlord, tenant, or looking to become one, even commercial, residential, or commercial, join the join the uh, the zoominar. It's going to be Thursday, six p.m., September twenty third of two thousand twenty one, nice. and it's, and it's free.
1: Coming up, free webinar, free information, uh, you know, that's that's valuable to be able to reach out and have that type of a uh, uh, open dialogue with an attorney and her, and her team. And uh, Thursday, September 23rd on 6 p.m., you can register at RubensLaw.com. So what are going to be some of the topics there on that seminar?
4: So one that's uh, going to be kind of interesting is the Airbnbs. Yes. Uh, w- what is going on? How, you know, can I do it? What happens if they don't leave? How does that affect me if I'm an actual tenant doing an Airbnb? If I'm a landlord, can I do the Airbnb? What are the restrictions? So that's going to be one of the hot uh, topics. And another one is what is an occupant? And a lot of people are like, "Well, what do you mean? A occupant is one who is not a tenant. if you do not have an agreement with that person if they're not paying you periodic payments um, or if they're a relative and they believe they have interest legal interest or legal ownership to that home um, there they they can go into the category of an occupant
1: so Talk to me about, because remember also when we had a lot of this shadow inventory, I remember that was a term that was thrown around. First time I uh, came across it, you had some of these homes where people would just get nervous and maybe they didn't speak the language. Maybe they were, you know, from Mexico, for example, or whatever, and they got an eviction notice or some type of list pendants they got behind. They just said, Hey, I know I probably shouldn't be here. I'm going to go ahead and leave. So then you have an asset sitting vacant. Then that's the property preservation company that I was in for a lot of years growing up with my, my dad, my parent, uh, working, you know, in the family business, but you had these squatters talk to me about squatters if so people can access a home and start making that their residence is it there's some there's some uh rights there right squatters rights
4: that is uh that is a funny topic because it's like how does someone come into my home take over and then fight me in court to keep my land yeah and it is law it it, it is law there are particulars we also call it adverse possession adverse possession and so Uh, So it's two segments. One... the squatters, there was a lot of people that wanted to foreclose homes because people walked away. I was advocating, listen, you have a foreclosure. Don't walk away. Right. You know, consult an attorney. At least know what your options are right. before you walk away and leave it vacant. But yeah. you're right. So many people walked away and said, hey, it is what it is. And people were squatting. Now, you take it to the second, which is the, adver- the adverse possession. Now, that is a little bit more uh, strategic. Strategical planning Mm -hmm. that's when you resided there you took up occupancy there you're receiving mail there everyone knows including the legitimate owner Mm -hmm. knows that you're there because you're saying this is my house this is my land Mm. and so it's a little bit more strategic planning that goes into the adverse possession because you're going to go to court and say it's been seven years yeah if they didn't want me there, they should have said something, yeah. and, and that's the paraphrasing part. Or of it. I went
1: in there and I, 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 you know, there was holes in the walls and the floors, and I fixed it. I put money into it. I can imagine people doing that exactly, but, uh,
4: exactly, and, and yeah. that happens. And if you're showing that you're paying taxes as well, yeah. You're, I live here. I paid taxes wow. for the last four years.
1: Yeah, awesome. Hey, always a pleasure. I know we could keep going on and on. I got to take a commercial break here, but uh, always a pleasure having you on, Karmika. Attorney Karmika Rubin, find yes. her online, rubenslaw.com. She's got her Zoominar coming up as well, Thursday, September 23rd, 6 p.m. Yes. Always a pleasure.
4: Always, always. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful rest of the segment.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we got Shane Sokash on the program. We're going to talk about alternative investment opportunities. His beautiful uh, showroom that he has there, diamonds, collectibles, all kinds of good stuff. Chain Socash, David Reynolds, jewelry and coin coming up next here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by my man Brandon
0: Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372 online at ConsumerQB.com. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show Platinum MVP
1: Team at Keller Williams Realty. Top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. We feature our listings on our show to help our sellers profit more and sell faster on the program here, 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard. This is a commercial opportunity, $1.8 million price tag. Attention builders, developers, entrepreneurs, 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard. This is about seven acres of land, two parcels available for uh, business development right up here in beautiful Tampa Bay, Lando Lakes area, and it's uh, C2 zoning, so it's general commercial, water and sewer available, great expansion along U.S. 41, great Great commercial listing of ours here in Tampa Bay. You can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. All right, so the NFL is hosting a series of community and service events ahead of Dallas, uh, the Tampa Bay kickoff game on uh, Thursday to celebrate the start of the season. According to a press release, the NFL will start kickoff week by celebrating passing the Golden Shovel from Tampa to Los Angeles. As part of uh, that, the NFL Green will work alongside Verizon, keep Tampa Bay beautiful, the Tampa Bay Estuary Program, and the Tampa Bay Sports Commission to restore the plant sand dunes on Picnic Island after passing the Golden Shovel from the NFL. Uh, in partnership with Keep Tampa Bay Beautiful, Verizon, Tampa Bay Sports Commission will build and install a hydroponic garden and pollinator gardens at Forest Hills Park Community Center and the NFL Garden Green Gardens will serve the community and its residents for generations to come. And there's our feel good story of the day. NFL season is here. College footballs season is here good times all right we're gonna go to the phones here shane so david reynolds jewelry and coin hey shane
2: always nice to be here
1: yes sir thanks for joining us and uh always bringing some great information uh what's the latest on your side of, of the pond there what's happening over at david reynolds jewelry and coin
2: well last week was a, a busy bullion day uh, uh week that is uh did a ton of uh, bullion primarily sales we did buy uh we did do some purchasing also um as of uh uh you know today it's hard to say how this week's going to play out but that's what we saw
1: yeah yeah absolutely so the precious metals precious metals are important for a lot of different reasons what's the number one use that you're seeing people with with the precious metals
2: so, you know, we we sell it for just about any reason, but primarily people are using it as an additional way to diversify, to have some money in something they can hold in their hand. Uh, in some cases, in case of emergency, if they, you know... Cataclysmic failure of our financial system. People hang on to uh, some amount of silver and gold for those reasons. We see, uh, then it could be just simple diversification: some money here, some money there, some money in gold and silver.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see and hear more about that too. People putting it in their IRAs and, and different programs just to just to have some in there, you know, diversify it and and just to be uh, you know insulated somewhat. And sure. we keep hearing about you know inflation and. You know, you also hear about um, there's another type of inflation. It's, um, I forgot the, the actual term for it, but it's basically how you, you know, the hamburger used to be X amount, you know, size, and you know, the bag of chips used to have X amount in there. But it's like the the paper, and then the chips are in there at the bottom. You know, so you That's see corporations sque- sque- squeezing even more, and uh, you know, hitting up this this uh, kind of a inflation style. Uh, I guess corporate skimming is what you see in some cases.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I'm familiar with that, but I can see that it's the case, like in, in the consumer goods we buy. We can see that the seems that there's less and less chips in the bag. Not that I should be eating them, but.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh You know, those types of things are happening. So consumers, they're looking for uh, creative gifts, gift ideas, too. A lot of times you guys can come up with some pretty neat design for them also.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Six full-time jewelers. Uh, We do CAD design and everything from, you know, kind of time-tested traditional methods of making jewelry to modern 3D printing and CAD design. Uh, We run the spectrum here. Um, We have, you know, uh, older jewelers trained in Germany uh, and younger jewelers trained here. and, And pretty much if there's a way of making jewelry, we have a way of doing it here. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and you you also are have have different collectible type items that you're you're buying and that you're also uh, selling. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So collectible wise, it would primarily be uh, coins. Uh, you know, U.S. collectible coins. You know, of course, we um, deal in diamonds and those types of things, but I stop short of calling that collectible.
1: Yeah, diamonds. And and what are some of the misnomers out there around diamonds? I I know a lot of times, you know, the different movies that would come out and they would talk about, you know, when diamonds were the way that they're mined and those types of things. What are some of the considerations with the responsible buying a a diamond?
2: You know. It's been decades now um, that they've had that problem uh, under control. You know, when the majority of the diamonds on our market today are coming from uh, Russia, Australia and Canada, um, it's hard to argue that they are, um, you know, uh, they're coming through forced labor or some type of, uh, you know, method like that. it's, you know, and then, so like everyone has their own perspective on, on what's right and the ethics behind it, you know. Uh, Lab grown diamond is another thing that we see that is definitely catching on with young folks. I would caution them that it's a technology, and, you know, technology, the value goes down rapidly. Uh, so, uh, but they feel good uh, that, you know, it's kind of an ethical. Answer to uh, diamonds uh, being problematic.
1: Wow, lab-grown diamonds.
2: Yeah, it's not a new thing. It's been done since the the seventies, but it's really taking off now. The, The the mass production of diamonds has just exploded in the last three or four years. And, um, you know, you can buy the real diamond uh, grown in a laboratory. Uh, We don't stock them, but we definitely can supply them uh, if if it's what feels right to the client. And, uh, you know, they are diamond uh, physically and chemically.
1: Yeah, yeah. That we're talking with uh Shane Sokash here on the consumer quarterback show, David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin over on Central Avenue in Saint Petersburg, Pinellas County. He's got a great showroom there. Uh can come in. What's the experience uh like when, when folks come in, Shane?
2: Well, uh, basically, uh, you come in, we have a a relatively, I guess it would be considered a a medium-sized showroom. It's a fine jewelry store. Uh, We have all the normal things, you know, engagement rings and and gift jewelry and wedding bands and that type of thing. And then we have one little quarter of our stores kind of sectioned off for primarily coins and bullion.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And and we've talked about this on the program before, but it's interesting, you know, with the withdrawal in Afghanistan, and I heard more and more about China swooping in and pulling up some of the, was it lithium, I think I heard, uh, is, is another, uh, you know, and it's used, again, kind of relating back to smartphones and technology, computer parts, uh, et cetera.
2: That is a bit outside of my field of expertise. I, I just don't know. I know yeah. some of these um, – You know, we deal in strategic metals, but it's primarily always going to be uh, gold, silver, platinum, palladium, rhodium. And then if it falls outside of that, it it, uh, is just not something that I know a lot about.
1: Yeah, gold and silver, then let's stick with the basics. So, gold and silver. So, if you're sitting on heavy on cash right now, you want to look at maybe getting some gold and silver uh, into your portfolio. Gold and silver are, are something that is going to be, you know, around. It's going to stand the test of time. It's something where uh, it's it's easily, you know, somewhat easily, um, you know, stored. And and that brings me to the question is, do you want to have the gold in your hand versus having some kind of certificate? Some companies are selling certificates,
2: so, you know, we sell physical gold. We sell gold, the gold that you hold in your hand. I would personally be nervous of anything else. Uh, it's, again, uh, you know, I don't sell gold on paper, so it's not my field of expertise. Um, but, you know, Gold doesn't, it, unlike silver, gold doesn't take up a lot of space. If you have a vault or a safe deposit box, it easily, you know, you could amass great wealth in a small uh, little area. Um, so I'm always going to say go with the stuff you can actually own and, and hold in your hand. Right.
1: That would be a good good way to look at it. You know, you have it in your safe, you have it at home, uh, you, or you can keep it a safe deposit box. And it's something that you can go to if, again, worst case scenario were to play out. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking into cryptos and all those different types of things. But uh, we're out of time here. Shane, what's the best place people to find you?
2: Uh, so it's a stop in uh, 4009 Central Avenue in Saint Petersburg. Uh, they can also call 727-327-2646. David Reynolds Jewelry
1: David Reynolds Jewelry yep. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Shane. Take care. My pleasure. All right. So, hey, another great show. John Long, United States Institute Against Human Trafficking on the program. Attorney Carmika Rubin, as well as Shane Sokash, greatly appreciate all you folks out there listening, supporting the show. Uh, follow us online at Brandon Rhymes one on Instagram and Twitter, YouTube channel, Brandon Rhymes Realty, and the Consumer Quarterback Show page on Facebook. Thanks so much. We want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good
0: in the community. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show.